0: We're back. It's Engage Magazine on American Family Radio. Can we call God pro-life? I mean, is he active in the pro-life cause, or is God actually pro-abortion? Does he give people that freedom, and does that mean that he supports that that choice? That was the topic of the last segment we had with Pastor Joseph Parker, who is the host of the Hour of Intercession, heard on Urban Family Talk, and Wesley and I discussed that question with him, but we ended on a personal application question, and that is, should we... Now, well, here's the thing. We did make the case, God is definitely pro-life. We looked at Scripture. We discussed Discuss that, But th- what, what do we do in light of that reality? How do we live in light of the fact that God is indeed pro-life? And Pastor Joseph, you, you ended making the case of why we should be not just pro-act- pro-life, but we should be active in the pro-life cause. I'd like for you one more time to explain
1: to us, why, are we commanded to be active in the pro-life fight? Well, the Lord clearly commands, choose life that you and your children may live. And so a part of that means both choosing life but also passionately standing for life as well. And, you know, that's powerfully backed up in Scripture. And uh, when you get a chance, Exodus chapter 1 is a powerful story. Two little ladies named and Pua, they didn't even have the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments hadn't been issued but they were told by Pharaoh to kill the baby boys and they just knew in their heart, no, that's wrong. And they refused. And God took care of them in spite of them being, you know, under the intimidation of Pharaoh. But the key is we're to passionately stand for life, no matter who we are, no matter what our circumstances are.
0: Yeah. Now, here's the thing. Whenever people start talking about being active in the fight uh, against abortion, I think there's some mental images that come into mind, and they think, oh, well, I can't go stand out in a sidewalk. Oh, I can't go and do this. So there's really nothing for me to do to be active in this fight. And, and what we want to talk about in this program is ways that you can be active in the fight against abortion in the just everyday interactions of your friends, of your your family, of your neighbors, of your church. And so we're going to be thinking a little bit outside the box, but we're going to be letting you in on some resources. And Pastor Joseph, you and I were talking about this off air a little bit before, and you told me about the
1: the letter to parents. Now, what mm-hmm. is the letter to parents? Well, we call it the Dear Parent Letter. It was produced by the Justice Foundation. Attorney Alan Parker is the director of that ministry out of Texas. But basically, it's a letter that explains that it's against the law to coerce a woman to to have an abortion if she wants to keep her baby. Now, on at face value, many people might think, well, that's, that's a given, that's not a big deal. And, but in reality, it's huge for this reason. Even though people on the other side often say it's a woman's right to choose, well, often it's really not. Because sadly, often you have men, men are the engines behind lots of abortions. Many times it's a a husband or or a boyfriend in the background that is telling a woman, you're going to get an abortion because he may say something like, I'm not ready to be a dad or something along that line. But the reality is men are the cause of huge numbers of abortions in our culture. But also, often you have a situation where you have a teenager that gets pregnant and parents just decide for her you're going to get an abortion. Both of those are against the law if she wants to keep her baby. But many people don't know that. You have lots of parents that don't know the law, obviously the teenagers. Many women don't know. Often law enforcement don't know the law on this issue. Many pastors don't know the law. School counselors. so. Ignorance of the law allows lots of abortions to happen. So getting a tool like the Dear Parent Letter and distributing it is very, very productive because clearly it saves babies. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm the kind of person
2: when you talk about being active, I'm I'm a real active person in, in, in many areas of my life. And I'm the kind of person that wants to start small because when, I, when, I, when I'm going to deliver a message to the youth or to uh, students or even on this radio program, I want to understand that there may be someone listening here that has, has never done anything remotely active. And so I don't want to give them, hey, go stand at the abortion clinic in Memphis. So, what, so for us to start small, I guess the smallest part to start for us is just to train our kids up. To mm-hmm. um,
0: wow, that's so
1: key. To it be really pro life. What are some ways that we can train our child up? Well, a great starting place is you start with prayer. You teach your children to pray. Like, for example, it's great to tell children, let's pray that the abortion clinic in Jacksonville close down. Sure. You know? mm-hmm. Ask kids because, again, number one, they're, they're brave enough to do it. <laughs> and the reality is it is not wasted motion. Yeah. When we teach our children to pray and we pray because all of this is spiritual warfare. And the Mm -hmm. fact is, it's important that we understand that's what it is. And so all of us can pray. And the fact is, that's one of, if not the most powerful weapon that we have. So teaching our children to pray, praying as a family on a regular basis that... God would send out more laborers into the pro-life movement, that he would close down abortion clinics, that he would stop women from going to abortion clinics today, hinder them from, you know, all kinds of, just praying about the concerns. You yeah, sure. and,
0: but uh, we also have to make a comment about outside of our own families, and that's discipling young men and women. Right. right? So, I mean, if, if we are training men and women, and we're saying young men and women, 13 and up, really, sure. and we're telling them, hey, look, you're nothing but a sexual being, so go out and have as much sex as you want, and it doesn't matter, because that's the message that culture Gives them, Mm -hmm. if we don't present the truth, then yeah, that's exactly what's going to happen. We're going to see more and more abortions. But when we come to them and say, hey, look, there's more to you than sex, right? right? There's more to life than sex, and we teach. Now, I'll tell you, I'll be honest with you, my heart is for young men. Wesley, I know yours is Mm -hmm. as well. And when we train men up to be men, and so that means being pure, but if you make a mistake, if you get a woman pregnant, You take responsibility, right? right? And so, abortion is not even an option at that point. You take care of your child. Yeah, it's important
2: for us as uh, young men or Mm -hmm. uh, men ourselves to be able to train, uh, you know, another man and taking them under our arms and disciple them. And you know, one of the passages that comes to mind is Hebrews thirteen four. It talks about the marriage bed being held in honor among all all people being married. are are handled among all, and so I think that's very important that we take that message and we instill it and be educational with our kids and the pro-life movement. You know,
0: and I'll I'll tell you this. I interviewed uh, National Rights of Life for an article in the uh, AFA Journal. You can go to afajournal.org and catch that if you want to, but uh, in that article, I was talking to Randall O'Bannon, which is a a director uh, of something. I can't remember his title, but one of the things he said was the best thing you can actually do is talk about the pro-life issue around your neighborhood and that's nothing really big we can do that when we're at church we can do that when we're at a school function we can do that you know when we're just talking to our neighbors and and so you know i love that we're starting small we have to start at home we have to start with our kids let's grow that out and let's go into the neighborhoods and what do we need to be doing within the neighborhoods because and, and pastor joseph how can we have those conversations how can we start those conversations with neighbors
1: well uh It's good to get literature that addresses the issue and like even going back to the Dear Parent letter, downloading the Dear Parent letter and just giving to someone is a great thing to do because Mm -hmm. it's educational about law that's on the books very much, all 50 states, but clearly informs people about a law that people need to be aware of. There's also uh,
0: all kinds of things on social media that you can share. In fact, if you go to the Engage Facebook page, we've got an excellent spoken word video, and you can share that right from there. So, you know, it, the thing is, there's so many wonderful resources out there. National Rights of Life is one, uh, Students for Life is another. They have a lot of great resources online as well.
2: Listen to Engage Magazine on American Family Radio. Thank you so much for listening this afternoon. We're really excited about this episode and the other episodes throughout the month as we discuss. And uh, now i just talk talk about what we're against, but what we're for. And we're mm-hmm. for life just like God is and His written Word. He's our God here at Engage Magazine. We share truth and apply scripture. We have a handful of things going on. You can go to our, our website, EngageMagazine.net. We have several pro-life articles up there. From different perspectives, those who uh, had miscarriage and mm-hmm. those who uh, have been confused with a couple of the questions that we talked about earlier. So you can go there and find out more. Follow us on our social media accounts. And uh, we're looking forward to our conference coming up in the spring, yeah, But we have right now, currently we have uh, Pastor Joseph Parker, who is a um, radio host and a staff member here at AFA, and we're asking him a lot of difficult questions. And the next Mm -hmm. question uh, I wanted to get to was, one of the ways we can is being willing to adopt. Is that right? Is that how we can kind of
1: offset some of the questions that have been raised today? Certainly. certainly, Because, you know, often sometimes people say some children are accidents or Mm -hmm. they weren't meant to be. Well, of course... There's no such thing as a child It's an accident as far as God is concerned. God mm-hmm. plans all of them. Now, people may say that it's not true, but people may use that term. But the reality is there's so many people, people out there that long to have children, and they can't have children, and so they're looking for opportunities to adopt. But many times because of the fact that so many children are, are aborted, there are many babies that obviously could be given a wonderful home, but because our culture is so death-minded and abortion-minded, lots of these precious babies are aborted. You know, this is just a great... Uh,
2: I, I've seen this firsthand within my home church. I've, there's been five couples I can think off the top of my head right now. Just Those are just ones I know of who've mm-hmm. adopted in the last six months, uh, mm-hmm. whether it was local adoption mm-hmm. or whether it was foreign adoption. And just to see the the um, that opportunity there is is really a blessing.
0: You know the thing too is adoption shows okay it's I, I don't just want to fight abortion. Sure. Is that I want to support I want to protect life and so you know being a part of that and you know another thing if you're not sure that you want to adopt be willing to to be active in the foster system we've Mm -hmm. got an episode with megan williams uh, a couple episodes back we'll post that in the show notes but you know and and what megan talked about was just how you can be active or or at least support your local foster system and there's all kinds of different ways but pastor joseph another way that we can be active in the fight against abortion is by supporting our pregnancy resource centers and how how do people Mm -hmm. find out the needs and, and how they can serve their pregnancy resource centers
1: well it is important find out to find out where your local pregnancy clinic is located because, again, it's very common to find churches, even pastors, that couldn't tell you where a pregnancy clinic is located. Find out where it is. Uh, learn about it. Pray for them. But also, go visit. Volunteer time. Give financially because they can always use the help, and they do wonderful, wonderful work.
0: Absolutely. Now, here's the thing, and we've kind of saved this for right toward the end of the segment, but Jeremy Wiggins is our producer. He is here every day. He's kind of our silent guy. He's here sometimes. Don't give him that much credit. (laughs) But, you know, the thing is, Jeremy has got a lot of experience in this, and Jeremy, you spend a lot of time on sidewalks in front of abortion clinics, right?
3: I have spent time in front of there. I know people who have done a whole lot more than I have. But yeah, I, I have uh, gone out there and stood right at the gates of hell uh, mm-hmm. and pleaded with women to consider that they would not kill their baby. Yeah, you
0: know, and I think that that is such an intimidating thing for believers who have never experienced that. Tell me real quick what 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 goes on on the sidewalk ministries. Well,
3: a lot of I don't know which one is different. Yeah, yeah. What should probably what should take place, in my opinion, I'll tell you what I think should be always taking place is we as believers have the most powerful tool at our disposal, and that is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. That is what is going to change minds. That's what's going to shape hearts. And that is- And it's the only thing. Yeah. And that's the only thing that will. So a pleading from a gospel base for the women to go in, because we care not only about whether they abort their baby, we care about their soul, too. Um, But if you've never done it, it is- It's exhausting. It's exhausting Mm -hmm. emotional. It's exhausting physically. You are literally standing in front of a building where babies are being killed. And when you realize that, when you take that home with you at the end of the day, it weighs heavy on you. So it's, it's, you know, some groups out there will tell you that every church needs to be standing in front of an abortion clinic. I don't know necessarily that every person is called to do that. However, I do think every church needs to, on some level, be active either supporting uh, legislation supporting pro-life candidates, supporting uh, resource centers. We're going to have Les Riley from the Morning Center on in a couple mm-hmm. of weeks uh, to talk about what they are doing, and it's all from a gospel approach. But one scripture that comes to my mind when I think of the pro-life struggle is Proverbs twenty-four, eleven, and twelve. And I really think that's the commandment for us as believers to be pro-life. It says, "Rescue those who are being taken away to death." Hold back to those who are stumbling to the slaughter. And if you say, behold, we did not know this, does he does not he who weighs the heart perceive it? Does not he who keeps watch over your soul know it? And will he not repay man according to his work?
0: So the question to you right now is not whether or not you should be active in the fight against abortion. The question to you right now is how are you going to be active in the fight against, perse- against abortion? You can do something. All you've got to do, is just pray, ask God to open up your eyes, open your heart to see the opportunity. Till next week, keep sharing truth and applying scripture.